This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters, mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. All right. Before we get started, we ha- I have a voicemail from Jason about my fudging episode. So go ahead, Jason. Hey, Glenn. Jason here. So, yeah, I, I agree with Kevin. I'm, I'm on the opposite end of this than you as far as fudging dice. I'm against it. I mean, if, you know, if you're rolling a random encounter and you want to adjust that or something like that, that's one thing. But even then, you know, I mean, there's a reason you're rolling. If you're not going to go with the dice, then don't roll. Just do what you want to do. But as far as players fudging, so I've recently had a guest on my show that, that said, well, you know, if a player's having a bad day and fudging the dice is going to make them feel better, you should let them do it. But what does that do for the other players? You, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, you have, yes, you have rule zero. Yes, you can adjust the rules of the game. But if if you're not going to go by the rules and you're just going to fudge things, then why use the rules at all? At that point, just do cops and robbers. I, yeah, I'm on the other end of this. But I'm still your buddy, so keep up the great. Thanks for calling in, Jason. I appreciate it. Yeah, I figured I'd be getting some pushback on that episode. And, you know... Old grogs like me tend to, I think it's a non-issue, to tell you the truth. You know, you do what you do. Yeah, you know, there's and there's a lot of old guys, who play, old grogs used to play from way back when that also feel the same way. There's some who have decided to, you know, you know, think better of it and not do that. But at the same time, I still think it's a non-issue because... I, this is the way I, I played. This is the way I'm going to play. And as far as that goes, um, I value my trust between the players and I. And, you know, I, I don't, I have a, I have a, a rule. If I'm going to fudge something, it's not going to be against the players. I, I've never fudged anything against the players. Because... I want to see them win. This doesn't mean I'm going to make it a cakewalk for them. I mean, I let most of all of the dice rolls stand. But as far as that goes, it's their adventure, not the monsters. Monsters are there for, our opponents are there for a challenge. 
and I want them to be challenged. And if they get bruised and dinged up and maybe even die over it, well, oh well. But that's for me to judge. And so that's pretty much the way I feel about it. Uh, but anyway, thank Jason, thank you. Thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. So um, not to get on a big rant about it because, uh, you know, I started thinking about it and I could I could have done like 10 minutes on it, but I don't want, I want to talk about something else. Uh, have you ever thought, have you, how, how often have you switched up monsters? And what I mean is like, say a monster that is usually in one area and you put them in another. Like, say, you find, you usually find lizard men in things like swamps and bogs. What if you put them in the desert? I think it'd be kind of cool. Uh, I talked about this on Thaco's Hammer at one time because I said, yeah, these desert-dwelling lizard men who were like, you know, they're, they're nomad masters of the blade or something like this whole tribe of nomad lizard men who are very, it's very, very Arabian Nights feeling. You know, uh, you know, kind of like they, they, they're they masters of sabers and things like that. And I thought that would be kind of cool. I mean, taking an owlbear, things like taking an owlbear out of the woods and putting him in, say, a high mountain, a cold region, like, say, a polar owlbear. How about that? Something to give it a challenge. I always like, I always like to do things. I, I try not to stretch the... I try not to stretch the, how shall I say, um, the suspension of disbelief too much. But I love it when I can do do something like putting a monster in a place they don't expect to see it and having the players just go, what? It just, it's priceless. And, you know, it's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, beholders above ground, Wow. What a concept. I'm sure they are. They're like in ruins or something like that. Or say a flying version of something like a, like a flying troll. How about that? You know? Um, or even, or even let's take it the other way. Um, Sturges who don't fly. They crawl around. But they still come up to you and like drain your blood and things like that. So I, I'm kind of fascinated sometimes because I like to I like to tweak t monsters just enough where they're going. I, I've done I got this out of a dungeon a dungeon adventure, um, boulets that breathe fire, and things like that. But that that's tweaking in another way. But I'm saying putting them in an environment you usually wouldn't find them in. Uh, um, um, oh, I just had a thought that just leaped out of my head for some reason. A, a remora's underwater. One that swims around. Think about that. I mean, it might still have the heat thing. It might do something else. And then you just give them a power that's just a little different. You know, just that suits the environment is what I'm saying. Like maybe a remora's that, that breeds, that it, it's it's a mammal. It breeds like whales. It's got maybe it's got a spout hole on the back, or something like that. And just just an idea. Take a monster and put it in a different environment, and how would it adapt? Just think about that. That could be a whole adventure right there. 
you know, capture the, the beast that isn't supposed to be there. That's like an anomaly. That's like, Oh, this must be, you know, this must be real, real special. We have to capture it type of thing. Anyway, that's my idea for the day. So I'm going to go start my day. And if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. As little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. I would also thank you if you do a single donation at my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. I would also like to thank these people who, who do it monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. If you want to hear some good podcasts, Dan Griggs got the Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognarn podcast. Mark C. Wallring's the Yawning Albert podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps podcast does a great job. So does Daniel Norton at the Bandits Keep podcast. We also have Big John Allen Large at the Red Dice Diaries. Randy and Joe at over at Biggest Geekest Podcast and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.